tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, sleepyheads. Welcome back! To AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show, I am your host Zach Wilson. I have with me today Jackie Borowski. Hello. And we are going to be recapping episode two twelve, Paradise Lost. Um, we have stuck Stephen Lemieux in the naughty box in the booth because he didn't watch the episode. I'm in the naughty box. I, I didn't. Have <laughs> I like a chance that. The, to watch the can you guys actually hear me? I can't hear myself. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, I like that Steve's, uh, that the engineer booth is now the naughty box. <laughs> um, he will be chiming in with random comments, but know that, that he's ill-informed. To the Ill show. Informed. Um, and however, if you, guys, if you guys miss Matt Lieberman, you should tweet at him, at Matt Lieberman, <laughs> and let him know how much you miss him. Yes, please be do. Be like, yo, Matt, we love you. Yeah, do. Tell him how much you miss and love him. He's be, he'll be sure to respond to that. He will, he will certainly respond um, to that. Anyway, let's get Lost in Paradise, um, which is going to be really hard on Sleepy Hollow. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Chloe, who tweeted me and say, said that she's watching live. Hi. We love it when you can watch live. This is a late show, but next week – or not next week, because next week it's on hiatus – and it's back the week of the night. Are we on hiatus next week? Yeah. I can't even keep track. Why are we back this week? That is a question that lots of fans All right. have. Anyway, so... so But we're back the 19th. We'll be at 8 p.m. Pacific we'll moving, time. Yeah, we'll be moving up to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Still on Tuesdays. Um, so 5 p.m. Eastern time. So you guys can tune in and uh, join us at a normal person's hour. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but let's let's do it this week. And if you're not, if you're not watching live, you can watch live on YouTube. Which is yeah. great fun, and uh, and there's a chat there. role there. Yeah, I hear. you can ch- you can chat with other fans. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie it's J exciting. in the chat role says, "Haha, Katrina liked that demon D. That's why she's not trying to make it work with Ichabod." Whoa! Whoa. I actually Ayo. have some comments on that later. Oh. Uh, not that exact thing, but ah. you, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but so we open on like right after the uh explosive mid-season finale and by explosive i mean moloch exploded that was what was explosive um and everyone's like explosive like a turd dropping into a toilet <laughs> look this the, we're not going to sugarcoat it like sleepy hollow has a huge uphill climb if they're going to get back at Dorga graces um the, the the last half season was rough at best you um, know what i wish they would have done i mean I mean, we, we've already said that they, that killing Moloch off seemed weird because that was their whole, like, end game. But, um. You killed your, your season, your, not your season, but your series big bad halfway, <laughs> not even at the end of season two, halfway through season yes. two. Well, I, 
I actually, I, I mean, not to jump ahead, but I'm I'm glad that they're bringing in angels. I know I thought about Steve when the angel came on, and I was like, Steve is going to be so happy. Only Steve didn't watch this episode. Yeah, but I got to say though that hearing that, I'm like, oh, so they did what I thought they'd do. But at the same, at, to the same token, I'm actually glad that they killed off Moloch. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't seen that episode yet. Oh, I'm so behind. I, I've been we, we renovated all these studios. You can see our brand new studios here that we built over the New Year's break and Christmas break. But I will say is that what what they needed was a mulligan because our joke was that, oh, my God, what are they going to do? Let's find a way to get Moloch out of purgatory. I mean, that was a running joke. Yeah, so the fact was. that they killed Moloch, we can get a new big baddie. We can get a new storyline that can still have to do with the end of days. And I kind of like that. I like that they're realizing, oh, maybe we need something new instead of the same old storyline. And Katrina's probably still useless. I don't know. She is. She's don't worry. Different. She's not useless. She's just different. She's just different. Yeah. Um, she can. She does. Katrina in this episode does more stuff. Um, she actually casts fans, some. I had I had fans, and I had uh, uh, my fr- a friend of mine who's like a loyal watcher of this podcast, and I, I I just I love that she watches our podcast. But she was like, Katrina did something almost maybe nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was like her text, her string of texts to me, and then people were tweeting at me saying the same thing. And when I watched the episode, I was like, No, I mean. It's the same thing where it's like you set up this thing where she can kind of like do something, but it never turns out okay. Yeah, I mean she she is casting some spells at this point. Like she's working on something big. But then they don't big. even matter because she let Headless go. So it's like you set up this whole thing that doesn't even matter. It's like making that berry juice for ten hours for no reason. <laughs> Uh, to write well, a letter that's just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's happened. start, because like, we jumped six weeks. Yes, They're like, we what did. happened? Henry's gone. Moloch's dead. I passed out for like a couple hours. Um, and so the, I like jumping six weeks. I like the places that we find them in. Yes. At the very, uh, it was, that was good. That was yes. cool. That like Ichabod and Abby are like, Still, like, trying to find, like, point, like, he's, like, looking for brimstone, like, smelling fruit. I smell brimstone in this peach. <laughs> and then cuts it open. There's worms everywhere. Um, I like that. It's, it's that, like, it's the soldier home from war mm-hmm. syndrome of, like, I, what do I do I, now? I'm still looking for evil everywhere, and yeah. it might not, it might just be rotted fruit. But it might be something. We actually don't know. But like, hopefully might- that's an avenue they'll go down because they talk about the, um, the, the tree that they pluck the fruit from and how it's like in yeah. a certain area. Well, they, I mean, I think, I think that was what led us to Orion, no? I assumed Actually, that that was part of Orion. I didn't make that connection. So if it, if it's true, I apologize because I didn't make that connection. Maybe maybe I misconnected. It's possible because I, I guess Brimstone could, in my mind, comes from an angel. Like the angel of death rained down fire and brimstone. Um and then they, they followed the trail, and that's when they found Orion. But I, well, it, they it found is... those demons. But for some reason, in my like notes and recollection, I didn't make that connection. But I guess it could be like that the rotted fruit led them to the demons. Because for me, I was yeah. just like, I was just like, oh, rotted fruit, oh, demons. They did piece together a puzzle and mm-hmm. like 
yeah, they did discover, oh, there is still evil out there because purgatory exploded and mm-hmm. like lots of stuff got out. So now they got to deal with like cleanup, basically. That was a cool shot too. I like the demons, um, the the demons that they had in that barn situation. That re- reminded me so much of Buffy. Yes, that the the demons were so Buffy yes. in this episode. Uh, they like everything the way, the design, yeah. like the just the. The fact that they were there, like, trying to find their master casting spells with blood, it was straight out of Buffy. Yeah, it was straight out of Buffy. And it's interesting because I I will say I love this new character, Orion. I love him. He has to come back. We've had too many characters that people are like, this character's really interesting, like Caroline and Joe Corbin, where then you're like, this character's really interesting. Let's never bring them back again. <sighs> I don't I I don't know that he is coming back. Like his case was kind of solved. Like he flies off into the sunset and he's just like so, Joe Corbin, he might just He's so fascinating and complex and like actually for him, unlike the other characters, he has a tie into the bigger mythos. And I like for me that was another um that was a classic like it was a cross between, I was like, this is so, like, Xena Warrior Princess meets Buffy. <laughs> like, that kind of, like, badass, like, random character. I was like, they need this. They they have too many normal people on the team. Yes. Um, um, Katrina aside, who's supposed to be a witch, like, they have too many other people who don't have, like, supernatural powers. It would really help them out to have somebody like that. And I think it's really interesting when you put someone in there who... They isn't just that not just like has powers like Katrina's a witch, but is a like piece of the puzzle. Yes, and might be good or bad. And I know there's like there's the argument that oh like we found out he was bad, but this is the same argument I gave to I compared him to Loki when I was watching this because it's the same argument I gave for Loki, which is like what Loki really what Loki's end game was is in, in that first Thor movie is he just wanted to be loved and he just wanted to prove to his family that he was loyal. And so in that, it's like, yeah, he did some bad things. He destroyed an entire planet. Sorry, spoilers for the first Thor movie if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> but but his, his intentions were actually not that bad when you think about it. And maybe, it, like, I've had uh, a friend be like, but he did terrible things. But it's like his intentions weren't bad. And I think his intentions, like, maybe Orion sees it as um, – Getting back into God's good grace if he's able to, like, do nice things, like, for humanity. And he saw getting rid of all the bad things in humanity as, like, a positive. But just because he's misguided, I was so mad because Abby kept calling him loony at the end or um, a zealot. And I'm like, yeah, he is, but, like, he's misguided and you don't know what kind of world he comes from. Like, he's been living in purgatory for 200 years. We know he's even older than that. He's got eyes that scream crazy, though. Like, the instant he shows up, I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like, his eyes are so wide and so frightening. (laughs) I liked that, though, because I felt like it gave him that otherworldly vibe. Like, he's just, I, I felt like that was more of, I'm now on this planet Earth, like, I've been in purgatory for so long, I'm just, like, fascinated by everything here. And yeah. kind of feeling weird about it, because he hasn't been there in a very long in time. In the chat, we have Amunley25 saying, with the rotten fruit, maybe it's pestilence they're setting up for. 
And then uh, Francis Rose says, Katrina has to be the ultimate baddie, demon hell shard. If they end the season with that surprise, then she'd be boring, but at least confirmed evil boring. See, I like I, yeah, I, I like think that. She has to, see, I would want her to be evil and therefore not be boring. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get into Katrina's stuff. I want to finish talking about Orion while mm-hmm. we're talking about him because my my feeling on him I like angels. Like I hosted a whole I hosted a show here at Afterbus for Dominion, like sci-fi's angel show. Um I love that lore, but there's something I'm not Sure, I like it on this show. There's some. There's a difference between demons being involved and mm-hmm. angels being involved because demons can come from almost anything, any mythology. Giving us angels, like classic looking biblical style angels, which is basically what we got here, means that we're operating within a more Christian mythology, like Judeo Christian mythology. And I don't know that I wanted that for Sleepy Hollow. I love how much different mythology it comes in. And because this, this character, like, they, they talk about God. And, like, granted, that's a question you have to ask when there's an angel around. But that's why I don't like it. It's like, I don't like that that has to be a question. I don't. But like- is it a confirmed angel? That's the thing. It's like, I don't believe that this character is an angel. I think it's probably a character that we're introduced to as... Ichabod and Abby are so inducted into all these mythos that I think it's easy to trick them into believing that because it is such a well-known and widely known mythology. So if the angel turns out to be something like a necromancer, someone who's a little bit um, – who's just using the, the guise of an angel, like the archangel's guise, to, to fool them, I think that could lead to a very interesting story. I think, though, I mean, to be honest, they set up the angel thing from the beginning because – they um they they talked about it in season 1 didn't they did they they talked about they uh, mentioned angels they mentioned they angels were reading bibles so in season 1 and i mean the other thing is they're going they really are going for the book of revelations here we have the four horsemen of the apocalypse fair enough we have and that and that's the only reason I don't mind it. It's not, um, and again, this show gets a lot of comparison to Buffy, but it's not a Buffy apocalypse where Buffy ap- apocalypse comes from all kinds of different places, so it doesn't really matter. But in here, it's like when you're going so close to the book of Revelation, you almost are setting it up to like bring in that kind of a character. It's true. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. Uh, it just, there's something about it that's still. It feels wrong to me. And I say that as somebody who really likes Angel lore. Um, but he's a good character. I guess what I'm worried about is I don't want, like, flocks of angels. I don't want Michael and, like... Yeah, I see what you Ga- say. Like, I Gabriel. I don't want there. that all coming in. Yeah. Like, I like having one running around. Yeah. Um, and I think they sort of set that rule when he's right. like, I am the only one who decided who would come down from there. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Let's keep it at him. Um, I did really like his weapon, though. His, his Xena his Warrior Halo. Princess Chakra. Yeah. I was, Shak- I, Chakram or whatever they called it. I thought of it, it's like, oh, so this is like the, what, like, we think of angels as having a halo. Mm-hmm. It's because they carry these crazy disc weapons that they throw and kill people. Because it glowed, just yeah. like we had a stereotypical halo. I really, I did, I did like that, too. Um, I also, I, I think... 
along your lines of saying, okay, I don't want a flock of angels to come down, he kind of sets it up. You're right. He sets it up where that's not going to happen because he talks to Abby about saying, well, you were just supposed to stand by the sidelines and watch this and you decided to come in. I feel like angels would have the same kind of, like, position and he made that decision. Angels are there to bear witness. Yes. Um, That was... That was a very interesting point that I don't think we've ever the show has ever brought up. Yeah, is that the word witness does not is not soldier. Right. Um, those are very very different things. Yeah. Um, they were meant to witness the apocalypse, not be involved in it. Yeah. Um, they were just supposed to watch the world burn. And so what? And and what's interesting is like what repercussions or what actions does that put into motion? Then because. The fact that they're not just sitting by and watching it, that they're they're actually involved. Um, side note, I'm shipping what I like to call Abrian. I, I hear the actual <laughs> ship name is Oravi, but I like Abrian. Um, or Abby and- sounds like she's like, it's like. Or, or Abby. Abby. Jenny or Abby. I like Abrian. I feel like Orion has abs, so it kind of like fits in there, and so does Abby. But, um, and now I, I've had fans tweet at me being like, you're jumping the Ickaby ship. But no, no. This is the long game. So, like, he's like this troubled character. She falls in love with him, and, uh,. And they have kind of like a tryst, and then somewhere along the lines, Katrina uh, becomes evil, and then Ichabod is left by himself, and then he realizes he's in love with Abby, so then he has to fight for Abby while she's in a relationship with this other angel guy. Interesting. Yep. Um, yep, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thinking on that. Um, I feel like you're winging it. <laughs> Oh, Punjar. How much do we have in the Punjar? I don't know. We're at like $36 or something. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Also, Matt Lieberman. <laughs> Matt Lieberman has to come back because he owes us money to put into the, the Punjar. We'll, we'll, we'll get. He, he, he owes what he owes. <laughs> He's just as guilty as anybody else. Maybe not as guilty as Steven, but just as guilty as the, the other two of us. <laughs> Nobody's as guilty as I am. Never. No. Um, I do like, okay, another random side note. I liked it when Abby asked the angel that, like, she kept firing all these questions at him and then asked him if he's seen a dinosaur. I was like, <laughs> yeah! I did like that. I liked that he sort of just ignored her her questions. Like, he's like, I can't, I'm not, I can't do that. Like, I can't I, give you those answers. But I also like the idea that it's, like, his response was basically, like, he wouldn't really understand either. Like, he was saying God isn't, it's, like, like a gender, it's not, like, a person, mm-hmm. you know. And so that was good because it leaves everything open-ended. So it's, like, the show's not, like, even though it brought in an angel, it's not answering those questions. Yeah, and, and, and it's good. They got it out of the way so yeah. we can just move on and not worry about that right. now um overall orion is a, is a good i think a good addition i hope that they don't just like finish it at this i hope they don't caroline he, like, him out yeah where <laughs> he just like literally flies away and never comes back i think he has to be part of our ongoing story yeah because the big thing now our big bad effectively from here on out is Abraham mm-hmm. slash headless. Um, and the question that we're laid with is, are those two one and the same? Yes. Um, Katrina is very much on the, the boat. 
um, on the ship, if you will, um, that the good Abraham, Abraham, yeah, Abraham is not the the horseman of the apocalypse. That's the demon that he has inside of him or combined with him. Um, whereas Ichabod is like, no, he accepted the role, and right. that makes him the horseman. Like they're not two different things. I do like this final like this this conflict that's built up between Ichabod and Katrina, and not just because I'm I'm an Ichabod shipper, but um, I like it because it's interesting. It's like she has done all these terrible things, and up until this point, he's kind of hemmed and hawed, and this is the first episode where he's really laid into her, been like, no, we need to seriously like think about our relationship, yeah, and wait. you can't just go ahead and do stuff for the group. Way to grow a pair, Ichabod. Right, exactly. Like, stand up for yourself. Um, and, like, no, he's very much making his own calls in this episode. Like, even when Abby's yelling at him that he's not, he absolutely is. His call is that he needs time to consider. Yeah. Um, because it's a big – that is a big decision. It's not to be made lightly, as he right. says. Like, the like to kill a person should never be something that you're like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We should do that. <laughs> Oh, this, this dude just showed up out of the woods, wants to kill this guy. Especially sounds legit. It's 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 complex because it's they were friends with Abraham in the past, but he's become something evil. And then it's that question, that same question that we went to with Henry is, can this character be redeemed, even though they've done some ultimately evil things? Mm-hmm. And and it'd be interesting to see what happened to Henry. I mean, is he just crying next to a dollhouse right now? I mean, I have no idea. He's wandering the earth, eating sins from all different countries and continents. Maybe he's on vacation. <laughs> he's like, in Malibu, he really just like a vacation. Woo! <laughs> it was like another... just killed Moloch. <laughs> I just killed Moloch. Another mojito. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, but yeah, so. With the so, but the big question is like, can you? Uh, because the way I see it, with Abraham slash headless, and or Abraham and or headless, um, is that it really it'll place the question of life is like who is who you are based on your choices in life or just like who you are. To begin with, is he the horseman of death? Because that's just who he was to, he was yeah, set to become. Predestined, yeah. He, yeah, he was predestined. That was his journey, was that he would, his jealousy would ultimately be, was such a great part of him that it consumed him and made him the horseman of death. Um, that was what his life was meant for. Or is it that something outside of him affect, like, got into what he's doing and destroyed him and forced him to become this thing? The only thing I, I don't like about this idea of separating Abraham from the demon is the fact that then if that happens, like, would we effectively just lose lose uh, Neil Jackson as an actor? Because I do think there's this fascinating – there is this fascinating relationship between Katrina and, uh, and Abraham, and they have real chemistry – like they have, they. I mean, we wouldn't lose him if Katrina and Abraham run off together. That's true. That's true. Um, and, and I think it is interesting his like, uh, his personal struggle, and he plays he plays evil so well. It's just so interesting to me, like the the level of of, um, I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh, now I'm just talking. Yeah. Um. I. 
my thoughts on it is basically I I, I agree. I don't want this this to be successful either mm-hmm. because we just lost Moloch. Who yeah. granted it becomes sort of a boring like outside force. Right. Um the Horseman is such a great character. Yes. And it's Sleepy Hollow. It's, Sleepy Hollow. it's the you legend of Sleepy Hollow. It is about the horseman. It's about the headless horseman. Well the instant it's not about him, I start to lose interest because that's why I tuned into this show. Because yes. that's the legend. Yes. Um it's about the headless horseman. Yes. So the I what if the idea is that the prophecy about like Moloch taking over the world, like it wasn't Moloch per se. I'd have to go back and relook at the the text, like the language of the prophecy. Mm-hmm. What if it's not about him destroying the world? What if it's about Abraham destroying the world? That he becomes the new leader of purgatory and hell and all of this stuff, and he is the one that we've been worrying that we have to worry about this whole time. That would be a cool twist because it, we, we we were like, oh, they solved the problem. I like that idea, and um, on a side note, like if we're if we're saying okay, Katrina's gonna eventually like end up with Abraham, she has like it's a minor thing, but she has made an outfit change in the six weeks that we like jumped ahead. She's I gone, like the new outfit. She's gone from her uh, corset top to this like black like black witch more witch looking costume, which I actually approve of because. Not not in like a oh she's sexy sort of way, but in like a which she is. Okay, but in like a this makes sense for her character sort yes. of way, and um and I like that it's making her it's making her look look like a force to be reckoned with versus like looking like somebody who's like fragile and lost. Yeah, I I like it. It, it has a good balance of like the the like seventeen hundreds like vibe. There's a touch of modern in there, mm-hmm. um, and it just looks like witchy. It yeah. just does. Which my favorite, my favorite question though was after all this, I was like, they have to explain where they got this outfit because it doesn't make any <laughs> sense because it's not related to anything. She conjured it clearly. <laughs> all the good magic she does off screen. That's true. She likes like. She like put some raven's eggs and frog newt eyes or whatever, like in and a I pot. Was stirs also like, it. How come she gets to live at the cabin and poor Ichabod has to sleep in the like police like, department basement library situation? The guy always gets the couch. It's the way it works. Yeah, but he's one of the witnesses. <laughs> and so he stays in the library where he can do more research. That's true. Um, I do like that he said that he needed to get a job. I hope that's. What we're missing a lot is the, and they tried to do it in this episode, and to me it just didn't work. Is the the modern jokes about uh, with that about Ichabod encountering the world, and he's kind of uh, poo pooing at the fact that the idea that organic fruit is like a like a thing that when farm it should, to table is yeah, like a concern, right? Like that. Exactly. Yeah, and so we got a little bit of it. I we would like to see more. him do do like a modern job, though. You know that would be really interesting. It's it's the most fun when he's fish out of water. Yeah. What did you think of the scene? Because I liked Ichabod sort of like standing up for himself and like dealing, trying to figure out what they how where they stand at this point. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the scene at the end of the episode where the two of them are standing and he's like basically like one step at a time. Like I'm not I'm not ready for that. I I feel at this point you're just like. Yanking the audience's chain, like they're they're doing this thing where 
where it's like, we know this is headed for a breakup. Why isn't he just saying it? Why? Yeah, I guess. What what is the what what are we waiting for? Yeah. Whereas I've seen a lot of other shows become more they're going faster with stuff like that with relationship storylines and all that stuff is it happens faster and you're like whoa what what's going on here you're right this is very much like we're drawing it out like we we know where you're heading and to be honest i feel and again not just as an ikabi shipper but i feel like anytime you put you make a real decision in writing that's when you get the audience like I was so mad not not to jump ahead but I was I was so mad when uh Irving was killed in the last episode and it's like you like while that was annoying and I don't think it had a like a good build up to that it was still like I respect that as a strong decision. Yeah. But it's not and we'll get into yes, that. Yes, we'll get into I that. I mean ever you've seen the episode he yeah. comes back like uh, well, well, he get, had I, I want, to because they gave him no payoff. Yeah, it was like, I, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. I want to finish with Ichabod and Katrina so that we can move on and get to the uh, get to Jenny and Holly and all that stuff. Um, but my my thoughts on that that last scene. Um, basically, I laughed because basically Katrina like puts her hand on his shoulder and she's just like Katrina just wants to she wants a piece of the Ichabod. She wants every. Though I'm like, it's not fair. You want Abraham, you want Ichabod, like you want your baby. Well, at like, that moment, all she wants is is a sweet, sweet piece. She wants it. She wants everything. She wants that Ichabod. Oh, jeez. We'll right, put that in another, the punch yeah. We'll put that in the punch <laughs> Um. But yeah, I and then but I but it was a good moment, I guess. To like, but I would like. I hope that we don't have to like wait three more episodes before they, if they're gonna end it, end it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like that would be a strong choice. It would be an interesting choice, and that's what this show seems to be lacking. Yeah. Um, and so we get that we're dealing with another sort of relationship, what's happening here with Jenny and Holly, which, hold on, because I got ahead of myself. We're going to get into that. I want to throw it over to Steven in the booth to give us some of the reviews that we might have. Uh, yeah, th- we got some reviews. Yeah, you guys want to hear about some reviews? Yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for reviewing. Let's do some reviews. Guys, go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Five stars keeps the lights on here at AfterBuzz TV and the new lights that are actually on the floor. If you look at the studio right there, we got some lights on the floor. Yeah, Boom, fun, boom, right? boom. Um, But if you are listening on iTunes or whether you are watching on YouTube, you need to go to iTunes, search Sleepy Hollow AfterBuzz TV, and go ahead and give us a review, and we will give you a shout-out on air. We are at 190. 98 um, ratings right now, which we got to get that to 200 by, like, you know, tomorrow. Come on, guys. So, shout out to Leslie A90. During this hiatus, I've been suffering from Sleepy Hollow withdrawal, and because of this, I stumbled across your show, and now I'm in love with it. Your team is very enthusiastic and passionate. Your theories and insights are well-developed, and I love having to geek out with you guys over my favorite TV shows. Thank you, Leslie. Excuse me. Seriously, five stars by Anga Johnsy. Dope. That's it. All I, right. I liked that review. I was like, short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> All right, we got four stars from uh, Hot Zombie Tits. All right. Um, podcast is pretty entertaining. Good addition to watching the show. The hosts seem to have good chemistry and can banter well, but that Sleepington Abbey is a bit much, a bit too scandalous, as the host would say many, many times over in annoying <laughs> voices. Scandalous. I Most actually scandalous. kind of agree with that. So we're not doing Sleepington Abbey anymore, but we'll find something else. That's maybe actually funny. 
and not offensive to British people. And <laughs> something that all of us can do and not all just be British schooled by Matt crying. Lieberman. If Matt Lieberman decides that he loves you guys and doesn't hate you. Standing ovation <laughs> by TV Juristi. I gave you a standing ovation in my Jurist. head TV when you Jurist. made the point that the show has cannibalized its premise this season. That's the perfect soundbite explanation yep. for the problem with that is that this season, I miss season one so much. It's such a fun and unique show. Anyway, great podcast. And uh, I think the last one's this one, which is by Dothal. You guys are absolutely correct. I'm so almost done with it, too. I don't know what the writers are doing. It's such a bad episode. I didn't like the actors so much. I would have been done. I feel sorry for the actors. This is not what they were sold. You know, I... They were they were sold a series that they're getting paid to to film and be working actors on. Don't so feel bad for them. That's what they were sold. Yeah. Uh, feel bad for us, the viewers, if if a show that has so much potential does not live up to it. But I think I think it can get there. I really I really do. I think they were just kind of in a transitional period for this season, and they really need to get their bearings. So the second half of this season should really kind of be amazing. I'm I'm hoping that's what I really with this mulligan of the angels and things like that. You know. Well, we had a lot of. This was back to the normal pacing. I feel that Sleepy Hollow usually is, where you're like, ah, oh my gosh, there are so many things happening and like everything's starting all at once. I like that. That's what we like about Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. That it has a quick pace. Before it was like so droning on because they were waiting for Moloch to blah 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 blah. Yeah, and like, oh, he's growing from a baby. Oh, just dating um, with him. And you know who might make baby, or probably won't. I don't, that was just my attempt at a weird transition. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Jenny and Holly. Because oh. <laughs> um, they're doing some weird flirting in this episode. Well, he well, heavily like lays it on. And, and I do like this. I, I think the fans like this transition, pulling Holly away from the initial planned love triangle with the sisters, which is just so, it's such a rude cliche. It's like, don't do that. And um, and now the, they're setting him up to be just with Jenny, and they sh- they have this, like, scene where he just comes full out on being jealous of her hitting on the bartender. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Even she though got this... all dolled up. Like, you, when has Jenny ever been dolled up on this show? I know. And she gets ditched at the bar. <laughs> and I feel the show needs a punjar. They yes. need to pay in because they made a wing joke. Yes, they did. She needs a wing woman. I'm yes. dealing with my own winged situation. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, kudos, kudos to the show. Um, but we are not paying in for that. No, that we're not paying problem. in for the writer's puns. Uh, um, but, and they go off and they're like trying, They Jenny gets the call and she's like, oh, um, Angel of the Apocalypse. Should probably deal with that. And mm-hmm. So the, she calls in Holly. I would think maybe not call him into the bar. Maybe not call your ex into the bar where you're trying to flirt with the <laughs> bartender. That may not have been the best plan. Maybe go elsewhere. I think she, though, er- erroneously believed that he was just over her. Fair enough. So I, I think she didn't really think anything of it at all. Yeah. Um, and she brings him in for work, basically for work purposes. Yeah. Like, they need to find something that can track these demons and figure so out where they are. He has the egg of Azog? Azog? Something like that. Yeah. Um, it tracks demons when you crack it open and it has a magic dog. ball inside. Yeah, it has a magical glowing ball hidden in the clay, which I liked that. That I was like a cool that. reveal. I was like, he found the snitch! 
<laughs> basically, yeah. basically, uh, or he, dro- he could have dropped it in water and just heard what it was saying. That is also true. Um, anyway, um, but uh, because I've heard that story before of like hiding valuable things in clay, mm-hmm. in useless clay pots. It's a great thing like it happens all the time and yeah. it's perfect because like what are these how do we read this thing what do we do with it we've right. taken it in the sunlight the moonlight like mm-hmm. n- nothing's happening oh smash maybe there would have been a better way to do that where you don't destroy an ancient clay thing like maybe you could have like holly like chill maybe you could have gotten a knife and like cut it open that's not holly though he doesn't think with his head <laughs> he just doesn't I mean, it would have been valuable. He's always, like, collecting these things, like, just the pieces of it. Yeah, but he lives on a dock. Let's remember that when we think about, when we think about decisions. He lives on a dock on the Hudson River. (laughs) Like, the only place that there's water in Sleepy Hollow, because they were clearly not at, like, a lake. They were at a river. That's the Hudson. The Hudson is not a livable river. This is not like down south Mississippi where it's warm all the time or anything like that. It's freaking cold in As New York. He went down to the river to play. Oh no. 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 Uh, no, but like the Hudson right now, right now, the Hudson is frozen over. It is cold enough in New York. The Hudson is frozen over. His boat, his home is frozen. And he Holly is living is sleeping in an ice bed. <laughs> Oh, poor old Holly. Uh, um, but yeah, so they eventually figured out. They, I liked the sequence where they track them down. Mm-hmm. And they find out that Headless has returned to the demons because he's now like wants to like lead them, I guess. Like this is the beginning of his well, they army. They want a leader. They basically need a leader. They're like lemmings. They need a leader to exist, we learn. And uh, and he wants to lead them. I mean, he's kind of an egomaniac. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has some needs to be filled, and he can only fill them with demon warrior lemmings, whatever, uh, or Katrina, depending or Katrina, on Katrina, <laughs> depending on your reading of the episode. Same thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, lastly, let's talk about Irving. Irving. I mean, okay. He's back. I'm really glad he's back. But we knew he had to be but back because you did him such a raw deal up until that point. His death was so dull. Of course he was coming back. Yeah. But that just makes – the fact that it only took him one episode to show up back in Sleepy Hollow, it's not even like he woke up in some other place. But you know what it is? The fans would riot. If they knew Orlando Jones like was just written off the show, the fans would be so PO'd. But like that's – Something big like that shouldn't piss anyone off. Like it should, it should make you feel emotion and be disappointed and be like, no. But you should be like, that was cool. That was crazy. Or making him come back after one episode, it almost like just ruins any emotion that might it might have had. Well, it. I mean, the whole setup was weird anyway because they had sidelined Orlando for so they had sidelined Irving for so long. And then they bring him in with a vengeance in this one episode. It's just that same, like, odd pacing where you're like... He got really cool for two episodes. Right. You're like, you didn't set this up. You gave him, like, no lines and nothing to do for most of the season. And then let him come in in this episode to do something really cool. And it's like, they all... Then, instead of, like, doing that, like, 
so they didn't do the payoff before and they didn't do the payoff after because they didn't give him enough time yeah. to come back. Him coming back was like, oh, cool. I do like, though, that we don't know, like, why he's back or what happened exactly. I mean, we know that, like, my guess was that he was the, like, the avatar for death, but he has, like, no idea where he's at. He asked the um, the cashier if he if he's in heaven or hell, and the guy's like, no, man, it's just Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I did like that I line. Love that that line. was funny. Um, what, but I wonder if there's a reason he went for the milk. Yeah. Um, it feels like a very... Why didn't he go for the 7-Up? I don't know. <laughs> well done. Well done. I, I almost feel like that deserves a jar. Um, but it's not technically a pun. It's not a pun, but I, we'll give you money, guys. All we'll right. Give you money. 37. Um, yeah, we'll just say that at 37. Um, I, maybe it's just, it's because milk is like what infants get yeah there's something to like him being like reborn to the earth he comes in like with no shoes like so he has to have been through some stuff right um and he's all dusty he's like covered in like dust or something maybe because he technically like he died and he went to purgatory and then purgatory exploded oh yeah so maybe that sent him back to earth now now that's fascinating because I want to know who else has been leaked out of purgatory. Well, that's what we're going to see in, like, the remaining episodes yeah. is we're going to get that week-to-week, like, here's another demon that escaped. And hopefully it doesn't get too episodic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about it. Let's move into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. predictions. Um, but yeah, so I do think that the, uh, that's going to be our sort of week to week is like clean mopping up purgatory explosion while like, and also trying to prevent those demons from joining, uh, headless's army. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this would have been better. We talked earlier uh, this season about the pacing of the season and saying that there were episodes that you definitely could have cut out and then, like, shortened the timeline. I know they wanted to do a big death like Moloch as, like, a, a and like a mid-season cliffhanger. But it's like, if you would have done that sooner and moved up this, like, demons leaking from purgatory thing, that's way more interesting and it fits in with our bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's cool. Like, there's a lot of potential mm-hmm. that could that could come up now. Because um, there's so many pieces out there that we can find. Like, maybe the, Joe Corbin's dealing with some stuff. I don't yes. know. Maybe Franklin Stein is dealing with some stuff. <laughs> Where are you, Franklin Stein? I mean, maybe what we get at the end of this season is, like, some epic, like, two-sided, like, battle where Headless has, like various demons that from whatever that left like gathered around him and we have our like <clears throat> weird little like collection of people with like uh Irving with the sword of Methuselah and Franklin Stein coming in out of nowhere and maybe Joe Corbin comes back and turns into the Wendigo I, this is never going to happen, but, but I'm having awesome. fun with it. Yes, but it would be awesome. Yeah. Um, any other predictions, Jackie? Uh, not necessarily a prediction, but I like that next week we're getting back to the flashbacks because I know that 
for season one, that was the meat and potatoes of another thing oh, yeah. that we I, really liked. I watched was, on Hulu. I missed the next on. There, uh, there was there's a flashback to Abigail Adams. Um, cool. Played by uh, Michelle Trackenberg. Who is Dawn on Buffy? What? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Except Harriet the Spy. <laughs> Harriet the Spy. Abigail Adams. Um, but that that should be interesting because I feel like we've been missing a lot of our flashbacks too this season. Yeah, and, we've only got a couple. And part of what made Sleepy Hollow interesting was you're like, whoa, like Henry is the horseman of. Uh, horseman of uh, death, and then um, horseman of war. Horseman of War. I'm so tired. Um, and then the the reveal that like they actually knew the headless horseman. Like those those flashbacks and the weeping lady flashback. Those flashbacks are so interesting because they reveal another like layer of the characters, another part of the story. And I'm yeah. I'm really waiting for that. I do think by season's end we will get one more horseman revealed. In one way Maybe or pestilence. another. Pestilence would be a great place to start. Like, it would be great to see Pestilence. Um, I think that's your season-end cliffhanger mm-hmm. of, like, another horseman has risen to destroy the world. And that's basically, they're like, please renew us. You get another horseman if you renew <laughs> us. <laughs> Um, Alright, that's it. That's going to be it for us uh, here at uh, the Sleepy Hollow After Buzz show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Jackie Borowski, people want to keep up with you? At 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter. At 123Jackie B, all one word on Instagram. And I'm also doing the Gallivant After Show on Sundays. Cool. Stephen Lemieux, if the people want to send you hate tweets for not watching in time, where can they send those? You can hate tweet me all you want to this beanie and hat. It's Zach's hat from the Agent Carter after show. You can check that out. That was actually really good. And you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. It's right there. I'm pointing at it. Uh, <laughs> S-D-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. And go to iTunes and go ahead and give us five stars and rating. And we'll get you uh, a shout out next week. Shout outs for all. Um, guys, you can catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. Agent Carter, as Steven said, we just did the premiere. It was super exciting. Grim comes back this week. Whole bunch of shows. Helix starts up in a couple weeks. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good Bye. night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.